Thanks for downloading this show from PC1. Before we get rolling, here's a word from one of the folks who helped bring you this podcast. The following program is a podcast1.com production. It's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our website. And you're looking for deals? Check out ClarkDeals.com. Coming up in 20 minutes, I cannot believe that a year to the same week, I am repeating the same Clark Rageous moment about schools and sunscreen. Wait till you hear about the inane, low-IQ, unbelievable thing going on in schools across the country, or actually what's not happening in schools across the country in 20 minutes. And later this hour, Bitcoin was used as the ransomware payment system for the crooks that messed up the computers all over the world. And Bitcoin itself has been on an enormous roller coaster ride lately up, way up, and there are a bunch of cryptocurrencies being issued right now. There's a lot you need to know so you don't get burned by the latest, newest mania. I want to tell you something about what's been going on with me, and I have avoided talking about it uh, because I was waiting to see how much better I would get over time, but I had mentioned on the air recently that I was at UCLA Medical Center having tests for my cancer. I have prostate cancer, not life-threatening. Well, I had a reaction to a combination of two meds that I was given, and as a result of that, I developed something called ribo... Gosh, I can never say it right. Ribomyelosis. Is that right, Kim? You know what? I thought it was rhabdomyolysis. Rhabdo, rhabdomyelosis. I could be wrong. I don't know. Anyway, not a lot of people get it, but it can be very quickly fatal. And I spent a couple of days in the hospital and was... <laughs> Krista came to see me in the hospital and said that she was, she told me later, she was really scared I was going to die right there, that she'd never seen me. Well, I can't use the words she said to describe what I looked like. My wife was so shook up that she couldn't sleep for two nights because she was worried I was going to die during the night each night. She kept coming over and thought a few times I wasn't breathing. And it is something that is a, a rare illness that can be triggered by a variety of circumstances. And you may be able to tell, listening to me on the air, maybe not, that it's affected my vocals and uh, my voice is not at its normal strength. I also have a lot of aches and pains that have not gone away, but I am so much better than I was, and I will make a full and complete recovery, but the thing that was so interesting about what happened to me 
was that I was getting fantastic and intense medical care at the hospital I went to, and there was a misunderstanding about what was wrong with me, and the first guess was that I had sepsis, which is a very, very serious uh, blood illness that can kill you pretty quickly, and I was about to be treated for that when a doctor who I found out later has been practicing since 1977 came in to see me and said, I don't think you have sepsis. I think you have something else. And she ordered up two more tests. And I'd already been stabbed like a million times. Had all these bags hanging, you know, from one of those trees and all that. And she's the one who figured out that I had rhabdo instead of having sepsis which the treatment protocol for each is completely different. And I got appreciably better in about 30 hours and then rested and got steadily better. And, you know, in medicine, especially in a situation like that, when somebody is seriously ill like I was, there's a lot of people doing their best But they will make mistakes. And I was lucky. I was very lucky because if the rhabdo had gone untreated and instead had been treated for sepsis, the rhabdo would have continued to get a lot worse. And it did not. And I think that when you are in a medical situation, you need an advocate. You need people with you who are there to be there asking questions and taking care of you. And the more you have people around you who are there as your advocate, the better off you'll be. Again, the care I got was great. But if that one doctor had not said, stop for a second, I think it's something else, who knows if I'd be here talking to you right now. And I think that's significant and important. By the way, there was something else I was going to talk about right now that I promise I'm going to get to in the next day that is really on my mind. It concerns new powers that debt collectors have based on a Supreme Court decision this week, and I'm going to make sure that I share that with you either on today's show or at least by tomorrow because there's stuff you do need to know. Donnie is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Donnie. Hey, Clark. I'm glad you're doing better. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. You know, I don't like to talk about when something's going on with me because this show is for you. It's not about me. But Well, hey, you are probably the nicest radio host in America, so thank you for, uh, for that. We really appreciate that. Well, you are so kind to say that, but there are lots of people in talk radio who are very, very nice, warm, caring, wonderful, nurturing people. It's just what we think about in talk radio is we think about all the what I call the bomb throwers yeah. that are the people that are entertaining by uh, creating divisions among us as a country, by creating this stark divide of making fellow Americans sound 
inhuman, dehumanized, and turning them into enemies when my belief is that we as Americans have things we disagree on, but are we got plenty of enemies in the world without making each other our enemies. Yeah, for sure. So that that's it for my <laughs> editorializing <laughs> about talk radio. Well, hey, I had a question for you about phone service. I'm ready. Okay, so I've been listening and uh, and heard you talking about saving money by switching phone carriers. So I did some shopping around, and I was getting ready to leave one of the big four. And I actually was initially thinking about heading over to a different um, one of the big four out there. Oh, go and, ahead. Uh, I mean, this is an area, just name people. Okay, so I'm with AT&T, and I called up Sprint because I wanted to uh, – start saving some money and they've got the unlimited deal and and all that i talked i I called to find out information talked to probably four different people um over a period of maybe four different days and i really got four different um answers to my questions um every single person i talked to sounded like they were in a different country so it's kind of hard to even understand them so i I think one thing i felt like i was maybe lacking if i left at&t was possibly customer service because they couldn't uh they just didn't have the same customer service that I was getting from, from AT&T. So well, you know, that's is, been the knock on Sprint through the years is that they specialized in customer no service. And I will tell you from where I sit, and this is only based on what I hear from you and your fellow listeners, is that we used to get constant complaints about Sprint. And okay. that just doesn't happen anymore. Okay. So, uh, you know, I realize that you were getting all kinds of, I mean, imagine four phone calls, hearing different information four different times. That would really undermine my confidence. And I'd be like, should I be doing business with these people? Yeah. And, you know, the irony, how hard is this to do? I'm looking at Sprint's website right now. I pulled it up right when you mentioned Sprint. And their unlimited plan pricing, if it was more clear... I don't know how it could be, and I don't know how somebody at Customer No Service could mess this up. One line for unlimited is $50 a month. Two lines are $80 a month. Five lines are 120 a month. Period. Yeah, I think the issue for us was when we were getting ready, um, we were getting ready to add a line because my oldest is now 13, and we, we, we don't have a home phone, so we were going to kind of add a line. So for for his use and, and just mo- mostly for the house. And so we were going to get a new phone, and one guy says, uh, well, you get a new iPhone if you trade in your other iPhone because we were going to trade in my wife's iPhone, and then we can also give you this free LG. And then I called back, and this, this other lady said, no, you don't get the LG for free. And, uh, and I kind of argued with her about it, and then she put me on hold and came back on, and she wanted to give me 10 LGs for free. And I was like, well, I only need one. <laughs> And uh, so I called back later to kind of finish up the process, and that's when uh, the other guy said, well, I can only give you the LG, uh, as many LGs as you're starting lines for, even though I asked the lady, do I need to start lines? And she said, no, you just get the phones for free. And it was just a, a real well, obviously the Well, obviously the Sprint thing, they broke your, your trust immediately, and that's just not going to be your thing. 
Yeah. So, so now who are you looking at? And I was looking at Total Wireless because you can get a lot more gigs than I'm getting with AT&T. Um, and uh, for three lines for like 80 bucks a month. My question is, if I go from one of the big four to maybe one of the lesser knowns, like Total, um, what am I going to be missing? All right. So Total Wireless is a joint venture that is Verizon and... Um, and what's Carlos Slim's company called? TrackPhone, and it's marketed exclusively at Walmart stores. But okay. everything is Verizon backbone. Uh, by way of comparison, you know, AT&T has its deal that's called Cricket, and it's owned fully by AT&T. It's the same exact AT&T service. It's just a lot cheaper than what you have with AT&T itself. How many gigs do you want per line? Um, well, we probably just share the gigs. Right now we have eight. All right. So with Cricket, the way it works is you can go um, basically four gigs per line, eight gigs per line, or unlimited per line. Okay. And, and so with the amount of data you get from them, you end up paying potentially substantially less for the three lines. Because the first line you sign up for, if you do four gigs a line, you pay 35 a month for that first one, 25 for the second one, and 15 for the third. Or it may be 40, 30, 20, 70. It may be, it's either 75 or 90. I can't really, that's so funny. I'm looking at their website and I'm like circling back to the thing you had when you talked to Sprint. Yeah. But but the you know the AT&T network and you've been happy with it, right? Yeah. So that's something to consider. Okay, so why why doesn't everybody go with Cricket or Toll or one of these, you know, other brands? Because they're not well heavily up. marketed and a lot of people are so conditioned to think uh, Sprint, T-Mobile, AT&T, Verizon. But there's a big segment of the market that now is price-sensitive first. And that's why each of the four now either has a wholly-owned separate brand, Boost for Sprint, uh, MetroPCS for T-Mobile, Cricket for AT&T, and then in Verizon's case, instead of being wholly-owned as a joint venture, the Total Wireless. So it's basically the same stuff, just a lot cheaper with any of those four. And so there'd be nothing you'd be missing or losing going with one of those four versus their parent brand. But what you do gain is you gain a lot of savings. And with all these people, no contract. I can't believe a year later... I don't know if it's to the day or just the same week. I'm talking about the same gripe that I did last spring about, of all things, sunscreen. It's today's Clark Rageous Moment. Spams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Rageous Moment. This is absolutely bonkers. What a lack of common sense and judgment. Yet another story has come out about schools that don't allow children to apply sunscreen. 
You know, we're moving into the time of year that we have ultra-long hours of daylight. Kids need, just like we as adults, you need to put on sunscreen. The danger from the rays of the sun are such that it can become a ticking time bomb that years later causes a skin cancer or worse, a melanoma, and kids need to be protected. But schools, many of them around the country, treat sunscreen as if it's a dangerous drug. And kids aren't allowed to have it in their backpack and apply it before they go to athletics or before they go to um, intramurals or before they go to recess. This is wrong, 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 wrong. And it drives me crazy. I have a relative who has melanoma and is in a constant battle against it. And this should not be that we put our kids into that dangerous lottery situation. Where is the common sense and judgment? Okay, you're a human, which means you've done laundry some point in your life. And you know what a hassle it can be, separating the laundry, preparing, doing multiple loads? It's not fun. Well, Home Depot might have a solution that makes it easy, really. They have the new Samsung Flex Wash and Flex Dry Washer and Dryer Pair. These innovative appliances are the first ever to allow you to wash two loads and dry two loads of laundry at the same time in the same machine. So when you do the laundry, you don't have to mix different colors and fabrics together and destroy your clothes. Flex Wash integrates a large capacity lower washer for everyday washes and then an additional washer for separate colors and delicates. And the Flex Dry integrates a large tumble dryer for everyday items and a flat dryer for your delicates. You wash one load, you dry one load, everything's done. And both the washer and dryer have a number of innovative features that make laundry super easy. Like the Flex Wash offers a steam wash option for removing stains and a self-clean to keep the water odor-free. And Flex Dry features multi-steam to steam away odors and wrinkles, while Sensor Dry optimizes drying temperatures to avoid damage to your clothes. It's technology you can really appreciate. And both are Wi-Fi connected, which allows you to set and start the machines and receive alerts when a load is finished. Together, the Flex Wash and Flex Dry offer the ultimate flexibility to provide the best possible care for your clothes. So get to Home Depot now and check them out. The Samsung Flex Wash and Flex Dry washer and dryer pair. Glad you're with us on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and your wallet. We need to learn ideas to me so you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. You can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. Our web address, clark.com. I want to tell you something going on today. An incredible sale is happening right now with the lowest fares ever offered to the Holy Land. Israel is available today from certain departure points in the United States for two ninety eight round trip. You have to hunt around for seats. It's a sale that, uh, for travel starting in September. The fares are good from Pittsburgh, Boston, New York, Washington, and Chicago on Wow Air. Wow Air is an airline in Iceland. You can have a free stopover in Iceland going or returning. And they have a bunch of sales today that are really great, as they do every day with sales across Europe. At fares starting at one nineteen, 
one way. And the thing with WOW, though, everything is extra. Checking a bag, carrying a bag on, having anything to drink, anything to eat. Everything you do other than purchasing your seat, your fare is extra. But the fares, the base fares they offer are changing air travel between the United States and Europe and now beyond to the Middle East. 298 round trip to Israel, really? Phenomenal. So want to talk about something else that's a phenomenon, and it is what Bitcoin has hatched, with Bitcoin becoming the principal vehicle that criminals are able to launder money. Bitcoin has long been a favorite for people involved in the international drug trade. It's become of late the way that People involved with the cyber hacks and like the one over the last several days involving the ransomware that in order to get your computer system unlocked, you're supposed to pay the ransom with Bitcoin. And so it has been a very attractive method for people to run away with money and convert it into whatever currency they want, potentially from Bitcoin. If you're not familiar with how these, what are known as cryptocurrencies, work, you buy them in the currency of your choice here in the U.S., it would be U.S. dollars, and based on the current trade price, it converts into so many bitcoins. Now, that's the basics of it, but what's been going on lately is that bitcoin has been going through extraordinary cycles of value based on speculators bidding it up, and then the speculators run away. The price has gone up 50% in a month. The next month, it could go down by 80%. Who knows? Because it goes up, down, up, down, up, down. Real money doesn't do that. And because of all the publicity, and I'm contributing to it, surrounding the wild, rapid movements in Bitcoin, people get into it, as a speculator, and it's led to a bunch of new, what are known as ICOs, initial coin offerings, that are taking place heavily here in the United States and elsewhere in the world, where promoters dream up a new fake currency. I could just as easily create Clark Coin and tell you that Clark coins and value are going to go all the way into the stratosphere, but you can get in on the ground floor. And in my initial coin offering for Clark coins, you're going to be able to buy them for so many cents for each Clark coin, and gosh, within a year, you might be a quadzillionaire. And that is the hysteria and the promise and the hype that is feeding this worldwide. The danger is with all manias is eventually they collapse. These are, in many ways, not different from Ponzi schemes. I'm not saying Bitcoin's a Ponzi scheme, but the general thrust of what's going on now with the ICOs is 
at the very least a bubble, but much more likely a Ponzi. So know that this is no different than any other mania that gets people excited who want to turn small amounts of money into huge wealth without doing anything other than being on the ground floor. So I can tell you, if I were to decide to issue Clark coins, it would be bogus. It might look good for a while, but then it would crash back down to earth. And anybody who made money on Clark coins would be getting ill-gotten gains off the backs of other people. I want you to think about that when a friend, a neighbor, someone at work, someone at church, whatever, starts pitching you on the latest, greatest ICO. Run. Run the other way. Gigi is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Gigi. How are you doing? Hi, Clark. I'm fine. Thank you for all that you do for everyone, all the information that you provide. It's very helpful. Well, thank you very much. And I love what you're asking me about today. Okay. Um, I'm worried about safeguarding my passwords on all of my accounts. I had a lot of people tell me a lot of different things that I should be doing. And my first reaction was to ask you and um, to see what your suggestion is in protecting I guess all my accounts, especially like my bank accounts and those sort of things as far as passwords. Well, I am a big fan of using one of the password managers. And the biggest of them is Dashlane. And I don't know if you've heard of that one. I have not. Okay, so Dashlane, D-A-S-H-L-A-N-E, has a basic version that's free. And then a more extensive one that you have to pay for. It's typical on the web um, freemium business model where you get the basics for free and then after that you can pay for this or pay for that or the other. And what they do is you create a master password. And a master password um, is how you get into Dashlane and how you manage it. And then every website you use, Dashlane uses algorithms to create a nearly impenetrable username and password. So all you have to remember is one username and password, your Dashlane password. And then that unlocks you being able to use any website that you use. Okay. And so the difference is that the basic one, as they say, is $0 a month forever. And then the fancy one is uh, about $40 a year. Okay. And you can look and see. Now, they are the biggest, but they're not the only one. There are okay. several of these password, password managers available, and there's always the danger that hackers will figure out how to hack in to one of the password managers. And then they basically, at that point, have the keys to the kingdom. But I can tell you, with you and me as ordinary earthlings, trying to manage uh, using unusual combinations of usernames and passwords at every site, we're not going to be able to do that. It's too hard. And so we're vulnerable every single day, and that's the advantage 
of using one of these um, password management programs. Okay. And you feel this one is the safest one or has the best replication? Well, Dashlane is the best known, and to date they have not had any breaches that I'm aware of, and they have definitely stood the test of time. Okay. Now, LastPass is the other, I'd say, extremely well-known one. That's the one I've heard of quite often. And that one is, for the premium version, is cheaper. It's $12 a year versus 40 with Dashlane. Okay. But something new with LastPass is it used to be you could just use it on your computer, but now the free version is available across all your devices. Okay. And is that not available on the Dashlane? Dashlane also offers across, de- across devices, but I don't remember. My memory was that the free one was only good on one device, but I don't see that looking at it right now. So I guess okay. it is also available across devices now. No, That's no, no. Pay the $40. No, I'm wrong. Dashlane is free on your favorite device. Okay. So that's the advantage that LastPass has, is that they now offer a free version across devices. Okay. Okay. But again, right. there, are, there are others that are newer, smaller, not as well known, that are also in this, for lack of a term, space. Okay. And the idea, especially with how easily hackers are able to break into our password-protected accounts, I think going to one of these steps is very useful. Okay. Okay. Would you say this is as useful as I have known in the past, I've heard you recommend like freezing your credit and those sorts of things? Well, freezing your credit is unrelated to somebody breaking into your accounts. I'm big time into freezing your credit because... Generally, when somebody uh, has a breach somewhere, it's not your own breach I'm worried about. It's like a doctor's office you went to that has their records broken into, or a financial institution or whatever, where somebody now has your address, your social security number, maybe your mother's maiden name, all kinds of information about you. You don't even know that's happened. And the first you know is when somebody's opening new accounts, pretending they're you, and that's what you're able to protect by doing a credit freeze. Right. Okay. So different protections for different purposes. Corey is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Corey. Hey, Clark. How are you today? I'm having a great day, thank you. Hope everything's wonderful with you. Absolutely. Um, My question today is uh, I'm looking to travel to Las Vegas in the fall, and I was just curious when the best time to book uh, travel uh, flights, and uh, is it better to bundle hotel with the flights or do it separate? Usually, even with Vegas, it's better to buy the air separate from the hotel, but usually not always. But there's a key thing with Vegas that makes it different than every other city you can go to in the United States. Vegas, it's not so much when you buy your airline ticket, but precisely when you would travel, like in your case, in the fall. 
Because do you have any flexibility when in the fall you'd go to Vegas? Uh, I was really looking to go uh, for my wife's birthday, so I'd want to be there on her birthday weekend, which is the last weekend in uh, September. So I might get you to be a little less romantic and maybe go the week before, the week after, or something like that. Let me tell you, and it could work fine for her birthday week, but here's what happens with Vegas, and I'm going to tell you how you figure this out. When there is a convention in town, a big convention at the Las Vegas Convention Center, the cost of everything in Vegas skyrockets. The hotels, the air flights, um, the shows you'd want to go to, everything goes through the roof. On the other hand, Vegas has peaks and valleys because once a big show is booked, one of the huge mega shows, it takes time to clean out the convention center, set up for the next show, so there will be a peak-peak time followed by a very off-peak time. So if you can plan your trip around when the town's quiet, everything you do is cheap. And it would also apply if you bought an air hotel combo package. Now, let me tell you how you figure out when those cheap weeks are. All right. Go to big convention hotel websites like Mandalay Bay. Um, uh, what's the one I love? The really fancy one. Uh, I'm forgetting. Bellagio. Thank you, Joel. How did you know Bellagio? You haven't even been to Vegas, have you? Sadly, no. Um, you can go to um, the Venetian, any of those websites, and look to see they put up a calendar, and you can see the price per night. And you'll be able to tell, looking at the month, you said September? Yes, sir. You can look at the prices in the month of September for some of those big convention center casino hotels, and when you see that dip in price, that's when you're going to get your best overall airfare, casino, hotel stay, and shows. Okay. So that's much more important than when you buy your ticket. Now, as far as getting a deal in the fall for air travel, the deals for fall will not appear typically in most years till after the 4th of July. That's when the first wave of sales occur on airfare for fall travel. Occasionally there will be a sale um, early summer on travel in the fall, but with much greater frequency after the 4th of July. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at clark.com. And our producer, Joel, asks your question for you. What you got, Joel? Clark John wrote in. He says, I just heard you talk about when you wore a lot of layers of clothing on a flight to avoid checking a bag or overweight carry-on bag fees. You said you were super uncomfortable in all those hot layers. Here's a tip for you. Do the same thing, but get yourself something called a bag pack. It's very thin material, lightweight bag with two rope handles that also serve as backpack straps. It's small and lightweight enough to stuff in a large pocket. Once you get on the plane, go to the bathroom. Take all those extra layers off, fold them up, put them in that bag pack, and then return to your seat and put that bag pack in the overhead bin, and then you can enjoy the rest of your flight in comfort. Okay, I love that. The other suggestion we had is Scotty Vest on this. S-C-O-T-T-E-V-E-S-T, ScottyVest.com. They sell jackets for men and women 
that on the inside have these huge pockets and you stuff them with your clothes. So on an airline that charges you even for a carry-on, you wear your Scotty vest jacket and they don't charge for jackets and you just wear that on the plane and then you take your jacket off and you have the equivalent of a free carry-on. But I should warn you, Scotty Vest clothes are really expensive. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports this podcast. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, it's important to work with someone you can trust, someone who's got your best interests in mind. And with Rocket Mortgage, you'll get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Don't waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. With Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial info to get a mortgage approval in just minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure that you get the mortgage solution that's right for you. So whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. Skip the bank. Skip the waiting. Go completely online at quickenloans.com slash save. That's quickenloans.com slash S-A-V-E. Let Rocket Mortgage help you get the exact mortgage solution that you need. Go to quickenloans.com slash save. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. This week on All of the Above with Norman Lear, deep star Julia Louis-Dreyfus sits down with Norman and Paul. Well, you know, there wasn't a script when I was first talking to HBO about it. There wasn't a concept. And my, my agent had said to me, listen, they're developing this thing at HBO about an unhappy vice president, an unhappy female vice president. And I thought to myself, well, I got to get in on this action because mm-hmm. it's gold and it's so amazing that nobody's done it before. Listen today on the Podcast One app or subscribe at Apple Podcasts or on PodcastOne.com. I'm so glad to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and your wallet, learning how to empower it with knowledge so that you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our web address. Clark.com slash ask is where you get to ask me questions. And coming up in a half hour, there's new data out that says this is going to be the best earning year for new college graduates, inflation-adjusted, in a decade. I'm going to tell you what the opportunities are and also the hazards for your wallet when you're young and out of school, what you need to know. That's just 30 minutes from now. And right now, this has been the toughest year to be a supermarket and the greatest year to be a consumer buying groceries probably ever. Grocery stores are in a world of hurt because of competition coming from everywhere. Traditional supermarket chains generally seeing their sales going down, 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 and Whole Foods is in a complete crisis mode right now, having to close stores and is looking like they may, in fact, be sold as a wounded duck. The corporate board of Whole Foods being churned with new people coming on that whose primary mission is going to be to either figure out how to fix what ails Whole Foods or to dress them up to be sold. That's how disruptive things are right now 
in the supermarket business. And the disruptors have been several. Aldi may be at the top of the list, hurting everybody in the supermarket business. Costco Wholesale becoming the number one seller of organics, apparently, in the United States, as they have been seizing uh, grocery share at the high end with much lower prices than, obviously, Whole Foods, and those that sell organics but at a lower cost than Whole Foods, except for Trader Joe's, that still seems to be doing great. Traditional supermarkets are in a squeeze play. Some of the best operators in the grocery business reporting their sales are in decline. And that's because you're in charge. You, by the decisions you make with what you buy and where you buy, are changing things. And now, for your wallet, you're about to have it get even happier. And for the traditionals in the supermarket business, more distress ahead. Lidl, which I mentioned I don't know, a year and a half ago, Lidl is poised to open stores along the eastern seaboard with the goal of opening up across America, opening roughly 100 stores a year as far in the future as they can see. Every country, and Lidl is L-I-D-L if I didn't say that, every country in the world Lidl goes into They just kick rear end and take no names, no prisoners. See, I cleaned that up, right? And I've shopped in Lidl in a number of places across Europe, and they are exceptional. When you walk into a Lidl, which the first people that will have the chances to do so are in Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. And then they will radiate out from those four states. There's an announcement, I think, coming today, what day the first stores are opening, which is just in the next couple of weeks. Lidl opens stores that look very upscale, but they are ruthless in cost control and in turn provide you with extraordinary prices. And the best way I can think of to describe Lidl is they're like a mix of Trader Joe's and Aldi under one roof. You'll have very limited selection, but very high-quality goods at extremely low prices. And when they come into a market, at first they're kind of just on the periphery in terms of the effect on other players, and then they eat them up. But the great news is you get to gobble up the continuing low prices as the supermarket industry goes through this enormous trans, uh, transformation, all instituted by outside players. Think about it, Costco, an outside player taking so much share in supermarkets. And Aldi, certainly an outside player. Trader Joe's, I'm not sure if you call Trader Joe's an outside player at this point. And Lidl absolutely is. And that's not even to mention, as Amazon gets bigger and bigger in groceries, what role they're going to play. 
So in all this, you're going to be the winner as stores refurbish, as stores improve their pricing, and improve your shopping experience. And those that don't adapt are done. But your wallet's going to be happy. Nick is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Nick. Hey, Clark, how are you? Great, thank you. What's going on? just want to let you know, first of all, I love your show, and it's the only thing that gets me through my commute every day, so thank you for what you do for us. Appreciate well, that. you are so kind. Do you have an ultra-long commute? Uh, it's about 40 minutes, and uh, I try to catch you in the morning on the podcast, and uh, definitely makes it better. So. Well, you know what I'm best at is... Um, If people have trouble sleeping at night, they can listen to me and they fall right to sleep. (laughs) No, you're good. I've even got my kids listening to you sometimes, too, so it's great. But, um, you know, I just wanted to ask, I'm I'm so interested, every time someone calls in, you seem to have the answer for them uh, instantaneously, and and I would love to hear kind of what goes on behind the scenes, um, whether there's a lot of prep that you do ahead of time, or if you truly are just that well-versed in every single subject. I mean, you know the nuances of every single question and details, and um, I'm sure the listeners would appreciate to hear kind of the magic that goes on uh, in the background. Well, first of all, let me take away what you assume about me, because I'm very knowledgeable. I have very uh, high depth in a very narrow part of life. I know nothing about real life. I can't tell you anything about any movie that's on, any TV show, any actor, um, you know, what's going on in anything to do with the music scene. I know nothing. I mean, I am just one dull guy. But in this area that I cover, I read all day long, every day. I read endless newspapers, magazines, trade publications, and a change in the last five years. I read a lot of industry blogs where you have to take what you read with a grain of salt with the bloggers because you don't know what's well-researched and what's more opinion-based. But for me, the preparation is continuous. And my wife says there's no point in me ever retiring because I won't stop reading all the stuff I read anyway, even if I'm not working, and that she'll have to listen to me say, hey, did you know (laughs) so-and-so? So she wants me carted off to work every day. So, That's incredible. So in terms of what you hear me talk about, Joel and Kim, who are the producers of the radio show, um, they are providing me specific information if they can see that I'm having trouble with a particular question. And we That's all great. have worked together so long, Kim and I for 20 years, Joel and I for 10 thought it was 12 10 and so we without even speaking we know what each of the three of us need and then every day i don't know if you know this every day we meet as an overall staff the digital staff our tv producer our off-air team um, we all meet we exchange ideas we talk about trends uh, especially from our off-air team, we find out about scams that are going on before really anybody is aware of them otherwise. And so we all educate each other and all coordinate what we do so that the videos we put out, 
the TV stories we do, the um, information that's available in our newsletters on Clark.com that you hear me talk about at the bottom or top or bottom of an hour, or in your case, a podcast. So it is all coordinated together, and we all work as one team doing different things. And there are more than a part of your show too. There are more than a hundred of us, by the way. Wow! So you think of me as it? I'm just one little piece of this whole operation. That's great. That's great. Yeah, the questions. um, There's a lot of radio shows out there that just take questions, but I think the fact that you tie in current events, what's happening on a daily basis. I mean, I read Google News every day, and uh, here you are covering the same things I'm reading, and it just makes it highly relevant for the listeners. So thank you for that. Well, you're nice to say that. And the one thing we try to be, because talk radio is so polarizing these days, is I try to be a safe zone for people. That even if you're really engaged in uh, the political conversation going on in the country, that this is a place that's a reset, is like a step back from that in a different environment. That's great. So well, do you, you have, Nick, do you have a question for me, or were you just curious? I was just curious on the show. Oh. I literally thought that you always um, have all the ideas ahead of time that people are calling it about a specific thing. Oh, oh, I should explain that. I know, I know your name, I know what state you're calling from, and I know four words about your question. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm just more interested in the operations and what goes behind the scenes there. Just listening every day, I'm curious as to... Uh, how things really operate in, in the uh, in the station there. So, uh, really well, you know, something that we should consider is uh, putting up a video showing snippets of how we do our our meeting, where all the functions are together each day, and then some of how we put together TV and radio, a behind the scenes kind of look. We should put that on Clark.com. That's a great suggestion. That'd be great. Well, thank you again for everything. Thank you, and have a great day, and be safe on that commute every day. John joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, John. How are you, Clark? Great, thank you. I hope you're well, and uh, you've got a, a wedding coming up soon. Is that right? Yes, sir. Hopefully within the next six months, if we can get our affairs in order. Uh, first things first, not to put the uh, proverbial uh, ox before the cart, as they say. Um my question, I have too many questions, so I've tried to pare it down to just a few. Okay. Um, and I would like to be as general as possible, uh, and that way it makes your job harder. Um, just <laughs> <laughs> So uh, my fiancé uh, is going to inherit uh, less than $100,000, I'll say, and uh, she's looking to, among other things, uh, open up a, like a food uh, mobile food vending business she's looking into doing. But first, she wants to get her credit cleaned up. And what she has is uh, a total of, it's about 7000 if we were to estimate. Uh, we haven't done the credit check yet, the free credit report. Uh, but it's split up to about 5000 in unpaid medical bills, about 1200 on something that she's calling a medical credit card, which I'm not familiar with what that is, and about 500 maxed out on a major brand credit card and i know that and they're all in collections so i know that you don't just want to call them up and say here's five thousand dollars when there's a chance you could probably negotiate for what i've heard pennies on the dollar so my main question is is you know what's the process of that do we you know 
uh, call them, uh, you know, uh, one at a time or uh, like maybe a deck. Well, if you want to no, no. if you want to uh, negotiate, first of all, let me explain the question you asked about the medical credit card. So a lot of medical providers now not wanting to get stuck with unpaid bills from a customer coming in for medical care will have some form of credit plan that they end up not responsible if you don't pay. So they will, it's almost like a store credit card. Right. And so you can apply for it if you're approved. Whatever the doctor is going to bill you, or dentist, often in dentistry these are used, the full amount is is billed to the card plan, and you may not actually have a plastic card, it may just be Mm -hmm. the medical credit plan, and then the doctor or dentist gets his or her money, and you get your treatment or care, and then you pay it like any other credit card debt. Right, I see. Well, thanks for clearing that part up, at least. So, so in each of these items, what she would do is she'd call up and say a relative is willing to help her out so she can settle these debts, and you right. negotiate. You don't, you don't reveal how much money there is and all that, but you say that you would like to negotiate. Now, in a situation like this where she's inheriting that kind of money, she could just clear the decks and pay them off and start fresh and that would be her choice and your other questions we're going to get to in just a minute on the clark howard show john joins us on the clark howard show and john we were talking just moments ago about your fiance and she's coming into an inheritance i'm sorry for who she lost and we were talking about paying off her debts but you have a question about when she gets this large check yes sir just wondering uh, would it be wise to cash it immediately or maybe uh, go ahead and form the business that we intend to start and deposit it into a uh, you know, business account, a personal account? And would that alert the creditors? To, are they tied in to where that would compromise our negotiation uh, uh, place at the table? No, it will not compromise. And what she should do is when she receives the check, it goes into a personal account, probably right. an online savings account, one of the online accounts that you can see at bankrate.com when you go to best savings rates she can link that to her existing checking account and then once she negotiates whatever the payoff is going to be on her pre-existing debts and charge off she'll just send them a check for each of those amounts and she'll be good then later she sets up her business and her business account okay you're a human which means you've done laundry some point in your life And you know what a hassle it can be, separating the laundry, preparing, doing multiple loads? It's not fun. Well, Home Depot might have a solution that makes it easy, really. They have the new Samsung Flex Wash and Flex Dry Washer and Dryer Pair. These innovative appliances are the first ever to allow you to wash two loads and dry two loads of laundry at the same time in the same machine. So when you do the laundry, you don't have to mix different colors and fabrics together and destroy your clothes. FlexWash integrates a large-capacity lower washer for everyday washes and then an additional washer for separate colors and delicates. And the FlexDry integrates a large tumble dryer for everyday items and a flat dryer for your delicates. You wash one load, you dry one load, everything's done. 
And both the washer and dryer have a number of innovative features that make laundry super easy, like the Flex Wash offers a steam wash option for removing stains and a self-clean to keep the water odor-free. And Flex Dry features multi-steam to steam away odors and wrinkles, while Sensor Dry optimizes drying temperatures to avoid damage to your clothes. It's technology you can really appreciate. And both are Wi-Fi connected, which allows you to set and start the machines and receive alerts when a load is finished. Together, the Flex Wash and Flex Dry offer the ultimate flexibility to provide the best possible care for your clothes. So get to Home Depot now and check them out. The Samsung Flex Wash and Flex Dry washer and dryer pair. Stay tuned for 60 seconds of AP News headlines right after this podcast. Glad you've joined us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and your wallet. Learn ideas here, I hope, that'll help you save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. ClarkDeals.com is where you find the deals that will help you stretch every dollar. And Clark.com is our web address. So this year, new report from Corn Ferry International, which is a company that specializes in the very high end of the job market, but collects data across job classifications, finds that this year's college graduates are going to earn the highest starting salary maybe ever, $49,000. Now, even inflation adjusted, this is higher than what people were earning before the financial scandals and the housing bust and the Great Recession, because college graduates went through a terrible cycle even trying to find any work at all after graduating college in 9, 10, 11, started to turn around a little bit in 12, and now it's a whole different environment for college graduates. But there's something that can be a curse with getting that first great-paying job out of college. And that is that you suddenly learn to spend big time. And so there was a report put out, a PR release, from the website Swapolis that found that college students... Favorite cars, the cars they most likely own when they're seniors in college, if they own a car, a used Camry, a used Ford Fusion, a used Nissan Leaf, a used Toyota Prius, or a used Ford Edge. And then when they graduate, they throw those used mid-market vehicles away and these are the ones they're most likely to get a bmw 4 series that's what every new college graduate should do right a dodge charger an audi a5 a ford f-150 pickup truck or a lexus is 250 i just flat out don't get it (laughs) i don't get it You got these wheels you're riding in. 
They may be older. They work fine. You see that new paycheck coming when you finish school, and you got to go buy or lease some kind of ultra-expensive new vehicle? So this is so crazy ironic. So I took a call the other day from someone who had my same philosophy. You know, when I finished graduate school, I kept my lifestyle where it had been as a student. And when I got my first job out of graduate school, I lived on every other paycheck and was able to build up quickly a nice cushion in life. But to graduate and then immediately buy, you know, most of these vehicles we're talking about are in the $40,000 range, potentially plus. Don't do that. Probably have student loans you got to deal with. You got money you got to save potentially for a down payment on a house if that's what you want to do. Whatever it is. And going into that huge obligation on a shiny, fancy new luxury vehicle? No. No. And the stats don't lie. Those are the vehicles people are running out and buying right after graduation. Please don't do that. It's your choice. Antonio's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Antonio, you already passed a test because you want to ask me about getting a used vehicle. Yeah, Clark, how you doing today? I'm doing great, thanks. I hope I can be of service to you. I hope so, too. I was uh, listening to a recent podcast of yours in which you were talking about how the used car market is oversaturated right now, and now the time to get a deal on a used car. Um, specifically, you mentioned even trucks being uh, in great uh, quantity at the, at the dealers. Yeah, so uh, that that is a new shift. They're not in great quantity compared to the passenger cars, but it's the first time in years that pickup trucks are not just flying off the dealer lots as new or used vehicles. So you have more bargaining power today than you've had in years and years and years. I guess my question for you is what's the best way to approach uh, trying to get that great bargain on a used car? Right. How much work are you willing to do to get a deal? Uh, I'm not Clark Howard thrifty, but I'm thrifty. Okay, so here's the weird thing. In the oil patch, there were a huge number, like take North Dakota. There were a huge number of jobs in the, uh, in the oil region of North Dakota. There were all kinds of people sleeping in their cars, um, living in trailers, living overcrowded in motels. And then the market slowed there for oil produced in North Dakota. And the story has been repeated to some extent from the Canadian border in North Dakota all the way down to the Mexican border in Texas. And so if you have a particular model of truck you're interested in, the likeliest, greatest oversupply is going to be vehicles that were purchased 
by people working in the oil business or serving the oil business that have had to dump those in that corridor of the United States. I see. And so what it would require, it requires a a one-way airline ticket to go somewhere in the oil patch to, to take delivery. Also requires you, you can now do this pretty easily because of the popularity of eBay Motors. You can hire a mechanic to go out and check a vehicle for you that you're considering buying somewhere else in the country. And it gets a good report from them. You can go get it. Now, that's the cheapest way that I know. So let's talk about what normal people would do other than me. How about that? Sounds good. So in your immediate area, you can pretty widely survey the used truck market on autotrader.com. That's the easiest spot to survey what's going on in the used truck market. And you can cross-reference that with Kelly Blue Book or Edmunds.com and see what would be prevailing fair market value on the particular pickup you're interested in. Are you willing to look for GM Chrysler or are you only willing to look at one of the three brands? Uh, well, from the initial research that I've done, it seems the domestic manufacturers don't necessarily hold their value as well. So, um, I, I guess, you know, in looking for a used car, that's probably the way to go. Cause if you wanted to go with one of the imports that tend to hold their value a little bit more initially, uh, you're probably better off just going new cause it's going to hold its value, right? Okay. That, that is generally true. I don't know if that holds with the Japanese pickup trucks. So I wouldn't eliminate them. But the reason I asked, a lot of people are like, they buy only Ford trucks, or they buy only, uh, you know, Chevy trucks, or they, whatever, that they've Dodge Ram. You know, they got the truck they want, and they're only willing to look at that one. It makes it more confusing, but if you're willing to look across brands and see where the weak spots are in the market right now, that's how you'll get the best deal locally. Okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not brand loyal in, in that regard. So But the inspection by a mechanic, I can never emphasize enough how key that is when you're looking at buying any used vehicle. And with a truck, maybe even more so, because trucks tend to be uh ridden pretty hard. I appreciate the information. And good luck shopping. I hope you find a great deal. Greg is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Greg. Hello, Clark. Good to talk to you. Well, great to have you here, Greg. Um, how can I serve you? Um, yeah, I was calling about uh, peer-to-peer lending clubs, uh, Prosper and Lending Club. Uh, you said several months ago that you were going to uh, uh, put some money in and investigate it, and I was wondering if you had any updates. So I've put money in both Lending Club and Prosper, and I've discovered being in them, because I've been in them, how many months have I been in? Um, I bet it's been like seven or eight months at this point. It's too early for me really to have a sense of how I'm doing. You know, if I'm doing well, very well, whatever, because let me see if I can pull up right now a rate of return on either of them. See if I can do that for you. So 
I have, oh, here's my Prosper. So I started with $5,000. Now I'm at 5165.42. So that's not a, a big return at all. And I'm looking at my loans. It says my annualized net return is 7.75%. So I guess looking at that instead of looking at the other, that's, that's a very decent rate of return. Yes. I'm divided out across level of loan risk from uh, 50% of my loans being extremely high quality and around 40% of my loans being moderate quality and 13% of my loans not being uh, really risky but moderately risky, moving into the subprime territory. And let's see if I can pull up Lending Club and tell you how I'm doing there. For people who don't know what we're talking about, this is where people can go to borrow money or you can be an investor lending money to people who want to borrow money. And you have a risk that people aren't going to pay you back, but you also have the opportunity to actually make some decent return on your money. And Lending Club says right now, my adjusted return pace, uh, including past due notes, is 10.5%. Oh, okay. But again, let's see how they do with the test of time. Yes. I'm looking right here in terms of defaulted notes, and I have one in default right now out of 238 loans that I've made on Lending Club. And I'm letting them, their algorithm allocate my money instead of me doing it because you can manually pick what loans you want to be part of or you can choose instead to just let them do the allocation based on the risk level you're willing to take have you tried this before with either lending club or prosper I have not. I've been looking at it and wanting to do it but uh, I've got a nagging doubt in the back of my head um, well, the worst that happens is if you go into very high-risk loans, you could lose a substantial amount of money or you could earn a very high rate of interest, yeah. um, maybe creating a wash effect. But if you go into ones with people who have credit scores in the 700s, your risk level is very low, but what you'll earn will be substantially higher than you could earn in, as an example, bank CDs. Right. But the thing that bothers me is that the economy has been fairly decent for the last 10 years. But if you look back at what happened in 2007-2008, the uh, mortgages were sliced and diced and had to Exactly. Down. Exactly. And it sounded like a good deal until everything collapsed. And, right. And, and so fun. that's why I put my own money up, and I want to give it the test of time It's too early for me to give a verdict whether you should put your own money at risk and lending club and prosper. Mike is with us. Hello, Mike. How are you? Hi. How are you doing, Clark? Great, thank you. Mike, you have an identity theft question no one has ever asked me in all the years I've answered identity theft questions. Well, okay. I can tell you my wife came up with the question. What she asked me was, should we be stripping the labels off of prescription bottles 
before we throw them away. If a prescription, that's a very interesting thought, because what would be on a prescription bottle is the prescription number that with that number, someone could go and refill that prescription if it was not an expired one. Meaning, let's say there's one that you were allowed four refills on or three refills or 12 refills or whatever, and you're not at the end of that refill cycle. There was a particular prescription one of you was taking that in addition to be used used for a therapeutic purpose, could be used for some kind of illegal drug purpose, then that would have a temptation for someone with that prescription number. So interestingly enough, not identity theft as you and I are thinking of it, but identity theft in terms of just being able to get a drug that would be used for an illicit purpose. Okay, well, we were thinking it had... Like usually the insurance name or the shop name. Yeah, usually in a, the typical insurance bottle will have the name of the pharmacy. It'll have your name on it. It'll have the dose on there, what you should take, you know, so many milligrams, two pills a day, whatever. And then it'll have your script number. That script number is the important thing. And so if a prescription is done and not subject to refill, you know how it'll say no refills or say, refill three times, whatever. If it is a no-refill item, I can't think of how that could harm you, be a problem at all. But if it is an active prescription, then your wife's paranoia is correct, especially if it's something that could be converted into an improper use. Okay. So uh, that's really thinking, though. (laughs) that's why i've never had that question before you need to tip your hat to your wife for coming up with something so unique yeah she's the better half right they always are right yep yep they are okay well i appreciate that question because the identity theft angles never cease to amaze me and somebody stealing prescriptions that's new on me but i could see certainly how somebody could want to do that in certain circumstances. Thanks for listening to the Clark Howard Podcast. Download new episodes every Monday through Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Here's an interesting fact for you. There are nearly one million new books published in the U.S. alone every year. One million. So if you like to read, how do you choose what you're going to read? Well, that's where Fully Booked by Kirkus Reviews comes in. You see, Kirkus has been one of the top book review publications for over 80 years. They do a deep dive on thousands of titles every year, including interviewing best-selling authors and telling you what might be the hot new release before everyone else knows. So figure out what your next read is going to be. Download Fully Booked right now on the Podcast One app at Apple Podcasts or at PodcastOne.com. What we're learning about the Manchester bomber. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. The father of the alleged Manchester suicide bomber says his son didn't do it. We don't believe in killing innocents, he told the AP. But the father reportedly was a member of an al-Qaeda-backed group in Libya years ago. That, according to a former Libyan security official. Meanwhile, police have carried out raids on a block of apartments in Manchester. Witnesses say they heard explosions. Alan Kinsey was a neighbour of the alleged bomber. The actual family that had been there, I'd I'd never really come across them in bad ways it was always even when I said hello he never seems to speak back to you he was just like kept themselves to themselves and that was about it 
The British putting more military troops on the streets now as police say it's clear this is a network they're investigating. President Trump has arrived in Brussels for NATO meetings after a visit this morning with the Pope at the Vatican. I'm Rita Foley.